All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Property Players. I'm your host, C. Muzan. Got another incredible guest here with me. Uh, lady, we're just getting a chance to know each other a bit. We got connected on social, like many of the people that you hear from, we get connected on social. Uh, we got connected on LinkedIn. I've been seeing her do her thing, so I wanted to have her on the show and uh, share a bit with you guys. So uh, Chanel Lightfoot, thank you so much for jumping on the, the uh, show. We appreciate it. For sure. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that we, we made it. I had a rough morning. <laughs> That's right. Glad we made it. We made it happen. She's giving you a backstory just off camera. We we're talking about the fact that like all the hiccups that happen when you get when you have an appointment or something going. So like your power just went out, right? And all these things popping up in the morning. But either way, we make it happen, right? That's right. So we do. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we, we just like to jump straight in here. So start, Chanel, just give me a little bit of backstory, like the origin story, kind of where you came from, how you got to this place in your career. I know that you went to school in Tennessee, but give the people a little bit of background on you. Sure. So um, I went to college in, in Nashville. We talked about that. Um, but I went to Tennessee State University, which is an HBCU. Uh, I've always been interested in selling sales, my degrees in hospitality and tourism management. Um, my first job was actually at Disney and that's kind of where I learned to sell with storytelling because we know that's what Disney does. They sell with stories. Um, so I was selling at a couple companies for a few years and just decided, you know what, I think I'm at a place where I'm ready to buy a house. Um, my husband and I, we were making good income. Um, you know, it was just, it was just that time in our life to say, let's buy a house. And so we were living in St. Louis. We were not originally from there and we had no idea who was a good real estate agent. We didn't know how to meet an agent. We were first time buyers. We, we had no idea what we were doing. So we went to a few open houses on a couple of Sundays and I just told my husband, I was like, this lady seems nice. Let's ask her if she wants to be our realtor. <laughs> um, and she said, yes. So we, we started the journey and I mean, I was just like, this is like easy. Like she's not really doing anything. And I just feel like this is just an easy you know, job or whatever. Um, so we end up, you know, getting to the closing table, closing and two weeks into living in this house, everything went to hell. I mean, like the HVAC went out, the pipes were like banging on the wall, all this. I mean, there was like a, a hole that we found under the dishwasher. There was like mice coming in from outside. I was just like, what, what has happened? Like what? We, we didn't have a home inspection. She didn't tell us to get a home inspection. We didn't know anything. So that for me as a salesperson infuriated me, but it also inspired me to get a real estate license. I said to myself, if this, and I called her a bad name, I won't repeat it. <laughs> if this person can make, you know, 10 grand off of us and do bare minimum, what can I do as somebody who's already successful in sales do for people? What can I bring to people to, you know, help them start their lives in, a, in the best way possible with peace of mind? So I got my real estate license. Yeah. Um, 
and this was maybe six or seven years ago, I got the real estate license and wanted to come from a place of storytelling when I was creating my niche of who I wanted to work with. Um, so that's essentially how I got started over the years. I've uh, obviously had lots of clients, lots of experience and decided the past two years to get my broker's license. So now not only am I a realtor, but I own the brokerage that I work for. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> wow. What a, and your story is so important and it's powerful because again, you know, and a lot of people listening, they might either just be thinking about getting into real estate. They might've come across that, that horrible agent, <laughs> right? That doesn't actually uh, help them or provide what they need. So just hearing your story is, is powerful anyway. Um, and letting people know that it doesn't matter kind of where you start, uh, but there's always going to be something that, that gets you going in the industry. Um, so, so that's just good to know. Now, take me back college, hospitality and travel tourism. Why did you think that was the way to go? Was that just something that you had grown up thinking or why, why hospitality? No, I, I came from a place of my parents didn't go to college, neither one of them. Um, but I was around a lot of people. I had lots of friends who did come from a little bit more money and their families went to college. It was just something that was supposed to happen. And so that was going to happen for me too. I, I saw myself, I'm smarter than these people. I can go to college. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what I'm going to study, but I'm going to college. Um, so luckily I had a counselor my junior year in high school. Um, I'm from a town where it's mostly Caucasian people. Um, but the counselor that I had at school was a black woman huh. and she had all these pennants up in her office and I would go in and, you know, I'm sitting waiting for her and I'm looking around and I see all these pennants and I'm like, I've never even heard of these schools. Like, what is this? You know, yeah. I'm used to, I'm from Illinois. So I'm used to U of I, Illinois State or UIC or, you know, even like Big Ten schools because a lot of my friends went to University of Iowa and stuff like that. So the pennants were FAMU, TSU, Hampton, Howard. And I'm just like, what is this? And she, when I asked that, she was just like, what? She was like, you don't know what these schools and I was like, I've never heard of any of these places in my life. And she was like, well, wait a minute, like, let's take a step back. So she educated me. I went on some tours, uh, college tours and ended up at Tennessee State. Um, while I was in school, I was or in high school, I did a couple serving jobs and did some things that were hospitality related. And because again, coming from a place of I don't know jack about jack there was a hospitality table i said okay this sounds like something i can do and i just chose it <laughs> um but while i was involved in it it was it actually turned out to be who i was um so i really say she was a blessing in disguise seeing that table was a blessing in disguise and you know that's what i ended up doing um yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like a lot of people, I mean, we're just getting to know each other, but like, that's my background too. Actually, I, I have an associates in culinary arts and a bachelor's in food service management. Like I went to school to be in the hospitality space and to be a chef and a restaurateur. And I did that, right? I worked in the industry, uh, 
you know, started line cook, prep cook, right? Just kind of working my way through. Then I realized I was kind of personable. I didn't know that this is what I wanted to do either, right? I just, I saw my mom cooking in the kitchen <laughs> when I was younger and I was like, oh, I think I could cook. You know, I think I could take care of people. That makes sense. And getting into the industry, then going back of the house and then seeing this kind of monotonous, well, let me jump front of the house and see what, what's up over there. And that's where I found myself, just like you said, right? Like it was a blessing in disguise, but absolutely. Like I found that hospitality brought that side out of me that I didn't know I had. Like my mom used to always say like, you're so shy as a kid and like introvert. And now I see you serving tables and like running around as the manager and talking to all these people and right, like, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Like, and I was like, yeah, I didn't know either, but like, this seems pretty natural to me. And that led me into my career now. So it's funny to hear you say the same thing that like that start in hospitality, that start of, you know, genuinely taking care of people. I really think that that's what it has to do with just genuinely Absolutely. being of service guides you into your career. And I'm sure you saw that even at Disney right right after, right? Yep, at, at Disney and even at, in college, I worked as a server, as a bartender. Um, and people would always ask like, how do you get such big tips? And I'm like, well, I just talk to people the way that I want to be talked to. I give them more information than they really need. I answer their questions before they ask me. Um, I, I'm not a commodity, you know, people don't see me as a commodity. So they're willing to pay for the value that I provide to their lives. I mean, I would have people, even at Disney, I would have people, they, they want to work with me specifically, like they're calling for me. Um, when I was a restaurant server, they wanted to sit in my set, where's Chanel at, you know? Um, but that has helped me transition into being a good real estate agent. People call me, you know, most, you probably know this, you know, most agents sit and make phone calls all day. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. First of all, I'm not doing that because right. <laughs> that's just going for like conversion, going for the kill. Like they don't know me from Adam and there's probably 30 other people, you know, contacting them about selling their house. Um, I start at the beginning and I share my origin story and I, you know, prime them for what it's going to be like to work with me and give them content or information that they may not even know that they needed. And then they choose me right. and it, you know, simplifies everything and allows me to live the life that I want to live. Like right now, COVID, my husband and I decided to homeschool our kids, not like online school, the school system, like literally pull them out and homeschool. So in addition to running this firm, I'm homeschooling. I've got two sons and a husband. They expect dinner every night. Like I still gotta be mama. Right. <laughs> I gotta be babe, you know? Um, but setting my business up in that way, starting with being, you know, contributory to people, it allows me to, to live the way that I wanna live. And I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in that rat race. You know, Absolutely. so Absolutely. And, and there's so many ways I can take this because you hit on some things that I preach on a bunch. One, I preach on the, the transition out of hospitality to any other industry. Right. We all know. Right. In 2020, hospitality, travel, hotel, all that stuff just went to nothing. Right. Like just. Yeah. No, nothing's happening in that industry. And what I would come across, I'd come across a lot of people that that's all they knew. 
right? You know this, right? You have life, you know, lifetime servers and lifetime bartenders and people that just naturally are in the industry for a long period of time. They bounce out, they go do their thing, they kind of come back. It's just what they know. And then they got to this place last year where they're just stuck. And I used to tell them, and I still do tell them all the time, like, you don't understand the amount of transferable skills that you now have just by working in this restaurant, just by working in this hotel. You have so many skills that will translate and transfer into brand new industries, one of them being real estate, one of them being financial services, right? Anything that deals with a customer or a client, you have that ability more so than someone that comes from IT or someone that comes from a desk job or something like that. And I and, and you're just, you know, again, you're reinforcing this, that that is a foundational part to why you now can have referral, a referral business where you don't have to constantly reach out. It's because you take care of people because you put people first. So now all of a sudden you thinking about them, they start thinking about you when it comes time to buy their home, sell their home, do anything like that. So again, that's just a message for everyone that's out there listening that is in an industry, specifically hospitality and you know things where you're serving people that you don't think you can transition. You know, Chanel's just another story and another example of how your skill set will transition well into something different, whether that be real estate or, like I said, financial services or, or anything. Um, tell me, tell me about your experience at Disney from Disney to real estate. Like, what was that transition like? Why did you leave? What were you thinking at the time? Um, I left Disney and actually went to another sales job. And it was really just because my husband, who my now husband was in St. Louis and you can't work for Disney in the role that I was in and live in St. Louis. So I had to leave just because of that. Um, but I just went into another sales role and was, you know, doing the same exact thing. I transferred my skills from one place to the next. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, I had that experience. That's right. And so I was just like, yeah, I could probably make way more money for myself, you know, as a realtor than I can, you know, getting these little bonuses that were nothing. And I'm like, you know how much money I brought in here? You're going to give me a hundred dollars. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> what, 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 what was the, the biggest thing you learned in your sales days? Because you said you're kind of naturally, you, you learn naturally you're, you're, you're a saleswoman. But like, what did you learn? What was your experience like in sales? Was it hard in the beginning to understand sales? Was it natural right away? For me, I'm somebody, if somebody tells me they have a proven process or whatever, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to recreate the wheel. Like you just tell me what, you know, works for you and I'll try to mimic it in the best way possible. And I've found that in real estate, that's really what everybody does mm -hmm. is they just essentially rip off and repeat. Um, but what I have found is that essentially commoditizes you. So like I was saying before in real estate, they try to teach you to convert, 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 get over there, you know, get the appointment and get them signed and like convert, but you're missing all these other little steps. So unless you're just a straight killer and you can deal with getting hung up on door slammed in your face, right. then it may not work for you. And, and to be honest, I, I really feel like turnover is so high in industries like real estate and finance, any sort of sales business, because um, someone's ability to 
drive traffic to themselves or get inbound leads where they don't have to always be active, 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 pursue, pursue, pursue. You know, if you don't have that, you're going to quit because it's hard. Everybody doesn't have that in them, but that's how they train you. So that's all you think is possible. You know, for me, I've always been somebody who's like, there's, if this doesn't work, I know there's a better way because I'm good. <laughs> this, this, this is just not the way for me, you know? So I had to figure out, well, what can I do? And that's how I figured out, okay, I can tell my story. I can use social media. I can do all these things that everybody isn't doing. So it makes me look like, Ooh, who is this? You know, that then this is how they start to pay attention. Um, and that's, you know, why my conversions are higher right. than somebody who sits and make phone calls all day. They say like, you know, the conversion rate, if you get 1%, one out of a hundred, that's good. Right. That's terrible. <laughs> Every single person that contacts me, they know who I am. They know what I stand for. They know my process. They know what I can do and they know how I can help them transform from A to B. They call me. I'm at about 95% conversion and I'm doing a lot less work. And I like social media. I love Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. If I can create, that's what I want to be doing. If I'm going to be working, I don't want to be getting hung up on what? Because I will go off. You are preaching. <laughs> this is it. Like, I'm trying to stay silent as much as I can. But, like, this is it. Like, that's, like, we could wrap up the show on that one, to be honest. Like, at the end of the day, like, that's it. That's, like, it's such music to my ears because our, and like I told you off camera, like, the reason why I did this podcast is because our industries are very alike, right? Very old yeah. industries, very much sales, like, very, very much so of that. And I was, I had the exact same thought as you. I remember coming into financial services and pounding the phone, smile and dial, right? Smile and dial. Okay, got it. If you're gonna teach me how to do this, okay, that's what that's how we make this work. Great, I'll do it. 50 calls a day, 75 calls a day, just making it happen. And I remember sitting with my broker, you know, I'm a year in, a year and a half in, and I'm like, what happens when people stop answering the phone? Like, I don't answer the phone. So what happens, like, am I gonna make like 300 calls? Is like, my percentage is gonna go down? Like, like what's gonna happen? And he was like, people will always answer the phone. This is always the way it's gonna be. And I was like, from that moment, I was like, nah, I don't think so. Cause just like you said, I was like, I know I'm good. And like, my numbers are not showing that and I'm doing the work. So I know there's gotta be a better way. I know that there has yeah. to be something that we're not paying attention to. And I did the exact same thing as you. I started going down this whole social media marketing journey. What I realized, and this was the thesis that really set me free, was that I was learning sales, but business is sales and marketing. Like every big company has both a sales department and a marketing department. Like it's two separate things. If you're just in sales, like who helps you market? How do you get into new markets? How do you expand your reach how do you turn outbound to inbound right like how do you do that you need the marketing component but if all you're getting taught is sales you're dead in the water like you absolutely will quit you absolutely will because you will forever be chasing this thing right like i look at people in my industry like that have made it that are 10 years plus right but now they have a good business and the book of business is good and 
they wouldn't prospect a day in their life now because they had to prospect so much running through this brick wall that by the time they got through that brick wall, their head is bleeding and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore, but their business is built. And I was like, that's not going to be me. That's not going to be anyone that I train. Like, that's not going to be it. So again, music to my ears to hear that you think of it the exact same way, because that is, that's the recipe. And for everyone that is listening, like that is the key. So now Chanel, stay on this topic. How do you go from that place of, because I'm sure in the beginning you did have to make calls. Like in the beginning, yeah. you do have to reach out, but how, what is it that specifically you did to say, okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go more this referral side. How did you start branding? What did you start doing specifically? Um, you, you're absolutely right. I did start on the phones. You know, the, the, the first brokerage that I went to, they actually uh, had a little desk with lists and you just pulled the list and started dialing. And, and luckily I had an automated dialer that would call. So I didn't have to manually type in the numbers, um, but I would, you know, call. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, I was just like, this like sucks. Like, I don't care what mindset <laughs> trap you're trying to put me in to believe that this is what I need to do. I know this is not going to work for me. It doesn't matter. If I time block it, it doesn't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so whatever you say, it's not going to work. So I got a few deals, you know, from that. And I was just like, okay, so let me get some uh, reviews from these people. Because I know that, you know, I could leverage the testimonials. So I started to do, um, I never did Zillow reviews or realtor.com reviews. And now I'm glad that I didn't because people are losing those because Zillow has changed it's and it's a big mess. <laughs> so I'm glad that I never, I'm glad I didn't do that, but I started to record people's testimonials. I started to um, create stuff for social media and just post it. Um, and the first person that I got, I'll never forget this. The first person that I got um, to call me, she called me, she, and I was shocked when she called my desk because I was like, this phone never rings. And if it does, it's like the assistant telling me to do something. Yeah. So I picked the phone up, I'm like, hello. And she was just like, hey, this is such and such. I saw your video on YouTube of your review. And this, you sold this house. It was in like two mile radius of mine. And I'm looking to get my house sold. And I was just like, okay. I, I didn't even know what to say or do because <laughs> right. it had never happened. Right. And so I ended up listing her house in a couple days. She told me she didn't contact anybody else. She knew that I was for her. And I sold the house in five days and leveraged that, turned it into something else. Um, because what I found is, especially with social media, people, they don't want to know from your mouth what you can do for them. They want social proof. They want to hear from other people. You know, it's one thing to read reviews. It's another thing for somebody to take their time to create a video, put themselves on camera and talk good about, you know, their salesperson. So really I just started to leverage all of my listings, all of my buyers into things that I could share so that other people, you know, would be attracted to me. And then, um, I started to create content that you can't find on, you know, say home advisor or Zillow or sites like that. Cause they get very general stuff, but they don't get to like the meat of stuff. Like 
I found myself creating documents for people. Like right now, I work with some first-time home buyers, and they never know how much stuff is going to cost. So I have an upfront cost document that they get. It talks about you know out-of-pocket expenses because they just think, oh, I've got to pay for closing costs and maybe a down payment. Well. That's true, but you've also got this and you need to budget for it so that you have the money. So I started creating stuff for people that they couldn't easily find. Um, I've got, you know, so many little things um, that I strategically send out to people. And then, like I said, I just leverage it all and put it out there. And I try to put it out there in a way that isn't like sleazeball salesperson. Mm-hmm. I hate with every ounce of me. When people say, I can help you get your household and I'll work really hard for you. Like, you're supposed to. Right. Like that goes without saying. Right. Who are you and how can you help me specifically get from here to here? You know, so that's kind of how I transition. That's how I, you know, market my content because like I said, I'm never making phone calls ever again. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing because I'm I'm in that position with, with you right now that it's it's most it's mostly inbound right it's mostly inbound and so that is that is the place that you want your business to be how did you learn the marketing side how much did you take from disney into your content into how you were storytelling did that ever come into or how did you just learn marketing specifically digital marketing i think i've just always been a little salesperson i mean from from birth it's just in <laughs> me um what i learned from disney is how to tweak it to make it uh-oh, did I go away? There we go. I learned to tweak it, to make it, you know, sellable. Um, and then in addition to Disney, I also follow a lot of people who are not in real estate because I feel like real estate is like three years late. Like they're always three years behind. You know, I've been posting on social media since 2015. Like people are just now last year this year putting stuff together i just feel like it's always so behind so i started to follow people like brendan bruchard and danielle leslie and all these people who are taking their knowledge and putting it into a product making it something that's tangible um from those people they also tell stories click funnels you know uh russell brunson they tell stories it's all about the story and how you can help people, you know, overcome these false beliefs and show them exactly how to get from here to here and why I'm the best person. It all relates to that. And when you can master that, it's just like people, they're attracted to you. They just come to you, you know? So that's, that's what I did. That is that those are gems, right? Like I couldn't have said that better because again, it sounds like you're just telling people what I did, right? Like we're just (laughs) images because that's exactly what I did, right? We've probably been in the industry similar amounts of time. Like I've been in financial services for about eight years. Um, So it was right around about 2015-ish for myself that I landed on Gary V. And Gary V in the marketing space, like he opened my eyes to like what marketing is and he was one of the first people that I heard that was like, you know, this, you know, the cell phone, you know, the, the phone is dead and like we're moving to these, you know, nine platforms, the Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitters, all that. And I was like, that makes sense. Like, absolutely. Like, that's where I spend my time. But yet we go to work and we do what like 
the machine told us to do. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. So that opened my eyes and I went right down that path of just learning marketing and understanding how to really market. My sales numbers took a dive, right? Because I'm now focused on this side, but I knew that this side would lead me back to sales because I was now branding myself. I now had a message. I now had a story. People would get to know who I was, who my wife was, right? What we do in business. I'm a believer that transparency earns trust, right? So the more that you're transparent, the more that you talk, the more that, you know, on social, and you know this, someone's always watching. Someone's always watching, someone's always listening. So the more transparent you are, the more open you are about who you are and what your process are, the more people start to get attracted to you. And then they have that trust. And then they do. That's true. You know? That's true. And what what I've learned um, from Gary Vee, He's got a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. Love it. That's that's how that's how my marketing is. Yep. Um, I just did a rebrand and started to use um, Reels on Instagram. And I play a little bit in TikTok, but I feel like most of my clients, people that I work with are on Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. So I started to use the Reels. And like you said, people are watching you. They may not comment. They may not like they may not dm you but what i've noticed from doing these reels for maybe eight days my very first one it's got over a thousand views Crazy. it has like 15 comments but there's a thousand views mm-hmm. the the next i mean i made one yesterday it's already at like 750. Yeah. so people are watching they may not be ready to you know be call you but they're watching you you're creating that awareness you're creating consideration so that they will eventually get to that space where they're like i know her i feel like i know her i like her i'm starting to trust her once i do trust her i'll do exactly what she's telling me i jab 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 and then i have the audacity to ask you to call me, to watch my masterclass, to do all these things. And you may not be ready today, but you know I'm gonna ask you for it. So all those people that are watching, they'll eventually convert. Gems, that's it. That that is the formula. It's the formula. I'm also a fan of jab, 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 right hook, but that is the formula. I've told this to a ton of people in real estate, a ton of people in financial services. I always say, listen, at the end of the day, your job is to just be the person that's in their mind when they're ready to buy. That's it, right? Like it's not your job to sell them right now. Your job is to, when they're thinking about buying a home, selling a home, investing in a property, who are they gonna think about? Because they all know, we all know someone in real estate right? We all know an agent. We all know someone. But the question is when I'm ready to buy or do my action, my transaction, who am I thinking about at that moment? Is it the last person I saw on Instagram? Is it my best friend that I know is in real estate, but I don't see them doing anything or they're not selling homes? Like who do we think about? And that's the space you have to take up with your branding is that space in people's mind when they're ready to purchase. So, and when you do it correctly, I keep going back to agents are a commodity. Mm-hmm. I, when you do it correctly, correctly, people don't see you as a commodity. And when they don't see you as a commodity, they don't ask you. They don't ask you, you know, 
hey, can you cut your commission? No, you don't. You don't have to have that conversation because they see the value that you can bring them. You've shown them not just by saying I can work hard for you. You've shown them this is my process. You're going to get this email. This is what I do for marketing. We are going to, uh, you know, position your house so that it's we can we can price it based on like a value based model, like all this stuff. We understand the psychology of why buyers will choose your house over all these other places. You knew? Yes. Okay. Then I, they want to pay. It's just like you know, you go buy a David Yerman bracelet that costs four thousand dollars because you know the value that bracelet holds versus someone going to K Jewelers. Not to say it's bad stuff, but people know David Yerman. People don't know K Jeweler when they see it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the value, the status is there, and that's what people are willing to pay for. So by doing things like that, you are no longer a commodity. You don't compete. I'm, I'm not in competition with any other real estate agent. I'm not in competition with Zillow. I don't care. I'm not in competition with Redfin. I don't care about those people. Exactly. I do me and they come to me for me. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That, like, again, for the listeners, I hope you're paying attention to this to anyone that is in the industry, that is in the process of getting in the industry. Like, this is it. You're, you know, obviously you're probably gonna wanna work for a broker like Chanel because she'll tell you these things and explain that most brokers probably won't explain something like that to you where, right? Like they'll just tell you to do the same old, same old and you'll get the same old results. Because they don't know, that's why. Exactly. It's because they don't know. They are following the model exactly. and they try to use this mindset control thing and they convince you and you fall for it and then when you're not falling for it anymore, you quit. Yep. If you don't want to get to that place, don't start there. Someone says, uh, okay, go make phone calls. I said, okay, I'll make some phone calls and start getting your stuff together. Cause I promise you, I get people in my inbox every day. I'm thinking about getting my license. I'm thinking about getting my license. Can we, can we talk? You know, you make it look so easy. And I have that to the very first thing that I say to them, how are you going to get clients? And then it's crickets. Mm -hmm. And that's when I say, any broker you go to is not gonna give you any business. They're gonna expect you to come to the table with a sphere, that's what they call it, so that you can get your own business. Yeah. Or they're gonna recommend, make phone calls, go knock on doors, do, you know, partner with a lender to do these home buyer seminars, all these things. They're going to keep you out all night trying to get business. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to do those things, this is where you need to start. But you also need to know, like you said, it's not going to be as rapid immediately. So if you have a job, keep your little job right. so that you can sustain. But you need to start here and build so that you get to a point of people contacting you versus you chasing them man i, I so mic drop <laughs> mic drop right there this is it. like this is everything i believe in like this is this is it and for everyone listening like this this is it this is it guys like it they will teach you sales but the game is marketing 
They will teach you sales, but the game is marketing. The game is how are you positioning yourself? How are you telling the story? How are you getting clients? Like how, how do you not become a commodity? How, do, how does that happen? You have to come in with a plan. You have to understand that, you know, I teach people social when they come into business with me, right? If anyone came into business in the financial services space, they wanna be in the financial coaching, financial planning side, like I'm gonna start talking to them on day one about their social presence, right? And every time I start someone, it's like, listen, you know, where are you at in your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, where are you? We need to start at least making sure we're cleaning up these profiles, just at least clean them up, right? Just make sure that it's accurate information, the picture looks like you, that's fine. Then your next step is just to go to all these platforms and start listening. It's not to start talking right away, it's to start listening. Because if you're gonna build a customer base, if you're gonna build a client base, if you're gonna niche down, you have to understand the problems, the way that the, your clientele is gonna talk, the way your niche, what, what they need. So you have to just go there to listen. People put too much pressure on themselves at the very beginning of their social media journey of saying, I gotta post, I gotta post, I'm not an expert, I gotta get this. Like, no, you don't, but that's how you're gonna get clients, right? I look at all these social platforms as prospecting ground. It's prospecting ground, it's not sales ground, it's prospecting ground. So how do we prospect? We get around the people, we start listening, we start here, and then you'll hear problems. And then it'll open up doors for you to start conversations. Then the second level is then you can start posting content. When you have you know, things you can talk about in your journey, and again, Gary VS, right? Document over create. It's better to share your story about where you're going and why you got started and what you're going through on a day-to-day -day basis and that sale that fell through and the 50 calls you made today that nobody answered and the frustration. It's better to talk about those things than to try to position yourself as some expert right away off the bat when you just got started three months ago because that's that you're losing trust and what you need is the trust in that social space and again right hit you hit on everything that is a hundred percent the truth of what people should be doing um, transition as we kind of wrap up a bit transition what caused you to open up the brokerage because now you had the marketing down now people are coming to you already you're kind of getting that going so why go from the agent to the broker because I want all my money. <laughs> literally, like literally, that's it. I, I said to myself, you know, and, and this is even before I got into real estate. I'm doing all this hard work for this company, and they want to give me a little funky hundred dollar bonus. Like that's not right. <laughs> and then when I became a real estate agent, when I first started, I was on a 50-50 split. That was just commission. So not only did they get fifty. I also had to pay a franchise fee and all this other stuff that was just like, okay, I thought I earned 10,000, right. but I really earned 3,400 and I got to pay taxes on it. Right. So I am not making no money. <laughs> so I actually did something a little bit different because when I um, moved to Georgia, um, in Georgia, you have to have your license for three years before you can even apply for the test to be a broker. Got it. Well, I hadn't reached that three years yet, but I was like, no, nah, I know, I know, I know there's a better way. Right. They're not telling me, but I know. So um, I also buy investment properties and as a part of a, a, a I guess a website called Bigger Pockets. 
And I just go through the forum sometimes and I was like, let me just type in like something. I typed it in and all this stuff came up. And I learned from a guy who was doing it, like he owns a brokerage, but he don't even have a real estate license, but he has real estate agents working for him. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) He was like, oh yeah, you just, um, you just have to pay a qualifying broker to manage your brokerage. And then you can just, and I was like, what? Like my mind exploded. I was like, that's it. So I got online and I Googled a qualifying broker in Georgia. And this guy came up who was a qualifying broker in Georgia and in Florida. Uh, And I contacted him and he told me, okay, you just pay me X a month. I don't, I won't take any of your commissions. I won't whatever. We just have to set your business up in a way that I'm here, here, and here. And I was just like, cool, let's do it. So I launched a brokerage and I wasn't even a broker. And I worked with him for like a year. And he start, he started telling me, you need to fire me, Chanel. You can get your brokerage license now. And I was like, I don't know. He was like, you know more than I do. And I was like, okay. So I fired him, quote unquote, not on bad terms, but because he was like, you don't need me. And I had my three years. So I got the test and I took the test, passed the test. And from there, like I said, I wanted all my money. I got all my money now. I don't have to pay anybody. I mean, I run a super lean brokerage. I don't, my, my child is on payroll. I have a 13 year old child. I pay him in Georgia. I don't got to pay taxes on him. Like I get, so I'm super lean because I'm all about creating wealth and you can't create wealth when you're spending, 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 or giving or whatever as an entrepreneur. So um, that's kind of my process. I wanted to keep all my money and I am. Look at where that's, (laughs) look at where that started. I want to keep my money. I know there's got to be a better way. Let me go to Google. Let me go to bigger pockets. Let me figure this out. Like that mindset right there got you to information that you did not have that allowed you to open up your brokerage. Like how simple that process is for people like us. But for many people out there, that's not their first thought. Like they wouldn't even think of that. They would sit on their butt and be like, oh, I can't, right? I can't open it. I got to wait a year. Well, all you did was Google and say, how do I get around this? How do, how do I make this happen? I say this all the time that clarity is like, you, you need clar- clarity. It's like, the, you know, it's the kryptonite for confusion and all these things. Okay. It goes back to me just as a child, you know, I had to figure things out on my own or it wasn't happening. I told you my parents, they didn't go to college. They didn't know what they were doing when I was applying. So I had to talk, have these conversations with other families, with my counselor, set everything up. I'm the one that scheduled the tours. Wow. I was like, hey, mom and dad, I scheduled this tour. Like this, we need to be, okay, let's go. So I've always just, it's been just in me. If you want something, sometimes you have to take the initiative to go get it. Because they'll say, oh, it's not for you. It's not for you. College college couldn't have been, it might not have been for me, but I knew it was for me. So I figured out how to get it. Same thing with wanting to keep my money. Oh, no, it's not for you. You need to stay out of brokerage. You, you know, no. 
This is not for me. Make phone calls. Oh, this is not for me. I'm going to figure out what is for me because I'm living the life that I want to live. Period. Period. Have you always had this mindset? Have you always thought this way? Like it's been. Innate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I played sports growing up and I think that really contributed to my mindset of you can be better than that girl. You just got to work, put in the work or learn a better way uh, to do things. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I played for a, a high school, Galesburg High School in Illinois. And from say like 1997 to 2007, we, were, we went to state. And while I was there, we got um, second place, fourth place and fourth place in state. But we, we were never the biggest, the tallest, the strongest, and we are in a podunk town where we don't have all these facilities. But we all had balls. We all had access to the gym. We, we had a great coach who created, you know, systems of working out on your own and all this kind of stuff. And we, we did all those things and we succeeded because we were smarter than the people that we were playing. We knew all their plays. We, our practices were so strategic, like on say like Monday or Tuesday, he would give us a scouting report. This is in high school, scouting reports. And we, when I first joined the team, I was like on the B team. So I was the scout, I, I was the girl. And then once I was on the varsity level, I was like, okay, this is number 14. She can only dribble to her left. She does a, 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 a jump, uh, you know, she does dribble in a hot back. Like that's her move. This is their out of bounds plays. So we knew everything that they were going to do before we even got to the game. And we played two games a week. So we prepared ourselves to win. And I feel like I've taken that in my life to say, okay, I may not know, but I can prepare myself to be successful. And it's not easy. That's why everybody doesn't do it. Everybody doesn't want to commit to what it takes to grow a social media. They want instant money. Like they see people on this, uh, you know, the millionaire real estate shows that you see on uh, HGTV and places like that. That's what they want. And that's why the first question I always ask is, how do you, how do you plan on getting clients? Because if you can't answer that, if you're not willing to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, don't even waste your money because you'll quit just like the number of people that quit yeah. and you'll go back to being doing whatever and you'll say, I used to be a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> Official mic drop. We're done. That was it. That was it. You know, tell people where to find you because people need to find you because you're going to obviously, you know, do the right stuff for them. Where can they find you? For sure. Um, my brokerage is Proactive Realty Solutions. Um, I can help you buy or sell in Georgia. Um, but if you're not in Georgia, I also have a great uh, referral program um, where I can, can uh, you know, refer you to agents throughout the country. Um, I'm on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, it's just Chanel Lightfoot. I'm on Instagram. It's Chanel with an S is my handle. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, Google me. It's my company will come up. You can read the reviews, all that kind of stuff. But, um, I just really 
try to make an effort to meet people where they are, understand where they're at, and, and show them how I can help them transform their lives from point A to point B. And I just so happen to, to do it with real estate. That's awesome. That's awesome. Everyone that's listening, you guys heard her. Reach out to her. She's going to help you down this process, any of your real estate needs. She'll be able to help, obviously. Obviously, Chanel, you and I have to stay connected. We have such for we, sure. We have such a similar background, such similar mindsets, right? That we're going to continue to grow together. I'd love to continue to work with you, or you know, figure out how we can, you know, make this mutually beneficial. Um, because you definitely are on the right right track. You're definitely thinking about this thing the right way. And as you know, the so social continues to grow and change and evolve, and marketing does, right? It's just going to lead to more and more opportunities. So. Um, kudos to you. Thanks. Thanks again for jumping on the show. We definitely appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, we definitely have to stay connected. Okay. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Pleasure is mine. And for everyone, we're signing off for another episode of Property Players. Stay well. We'll talk soon.